Point Hammered is intended for an immature audience. So if you're easily offended, you best get to stepping. But if you'd like to stay, let's get hammered. What is going on, people? This is fucking Point Hammered. Yeah, man. Raj here. Johnny here. This is episode 115. We are rocking it, man. My this dude. shit is off the hook. <laughs> Just cranking these bitches out. So much good information <laughs> to share with you all. What have you been up to in the hobby, buddy? Oh, I've been fucking plugging away, my man. Oh, yeah? Cork Market Terrain. Finished up my kick-ass cactuses and trees. Yeah. Mostly been focused on terrain right now. I've been trying to apply... The same kind of focus and motivation that I use to paint armies on a deadline as to this terrain stuff. So, like, it's kind of weird. So you're staying up till, like, 2 or 3 in the morning? Yeah, I'm trying to stay up late. It's not <laughs> quite as focused, but I'm staying up late, just kind of ignoring things. And, like, but it feels kind of weird because I'm just, like, painting little cactuses and stuff. Are you ignoring Kelly? <laughs> doesn't seem doesn't seem that important in the overall scheme, but just want to get it done. Yeah. No, not really. <laughs> yeah, about the same level. All right. Same um, general disinterested Raj level. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so this will be... Um, Bear left me a couple of boards, some pack of reject tr- uh, game boards. Yeah. So I'm making terrain for those. I want to have some really good home terrain. Sure. So maybe do some sweet-ass photo Keep up with the butchers. At some time. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so the... You did the trees. I did some impassable stuff that could be for Gorkamorka or uh, fantasy type stuff. Yeah. But now I'm going back. Now I'm doing some purely, uh, you know, futuristic Gorkamorka type stuff to fill okay. out. Because I did a fortress a while back, and it's kind of modular where I can, uh, you know, the walls are in sections. Sure. And I can build little kind of uh, little roof type pavilion type things attached to them to make like little post-apocalyptic buildings and stuff like that sure so we can do like some kind of interesting skirmish stuffs okay in the little gorkamorka village and <laughs> just adding like like uh, little details like i got a little tiny pile of uh, like a wall of skulls and like a little fire pit i want to make it like the junkyard robots are cooking some orcs or something to, to eat them gain, gain nutrition some weird shit like that. Just yeah. adding fun little details. Ended up buying probably 80 bucks worth of shit on eBay <laughs> <laughs> of, like, these little accoutrements. Like, I bought a whole... I got, like, 10 skulls on spikes. It's, like, armor cast or something. Yeah. And I got a bunch of crates and barrels just to add some <laughs> interesting terrain pieces for, for the Gorkamorka stuff. Sure. Otherwise, been uh, working on those guys. Ended up converting some new models. Working on the junk boys and the new scheme. That's mostly what I've been focused on. Right now, I've got that that Lamasu. That guy's been sitting. And then I still haven't really figured out if I want to dive in on the Chaos Dwarves or the High Elves at this point. So mostly I'm just focused on the terrain thing because I do want to have some nice terrain for the house. Yeah. And our uh, campaign's been going. So just the stuff along with that. What have you been up to? Well, I finally found a little bit of mojo. Really? Where'd you find it? Um, God, what sparked it? 
between part pictures of it was, butt cheeks. <laughs> yep. <laughs> part of it was going to uh, the game night, just mm-hmm. watching people game, talking about gaming. Yeah, so we, HPBs, we got a regular game night going now. Is it every Thursday or every it's other? every other Thursday. Okay. Although we're meeting this Thursday. But because didn't we just meet next, last Thursday? Yeah, but next week is Thanksgiving, so. I see. Yeah, sadly, I can't make it tonight because I got late work. Mm-hmm. But um, these guys are taking Yeah, I me played over. more casual Warhammer in the last few weeks. <laughs> than, uh, so I played a couple games. played Andrew just straight up. I haven't played his Dark Elves before. Pretty yeah. good hurt on him. I, was, I have been using the Legion of Chaos or the Chaos Legion, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. I've been using those rules. And I've really been liking the instability um, for, for my demons, at least. Yeah. Um, pretty fun. The new table is pretty awesome. You got to witness that game uh, last week with Butcher going up against Andrew. Yeah. First turn. So he's running mostly warriors. And a few, I think all he had for demons was some Nurglings, a couple beasts of Nurgle. Well, he had a he great gets, unclean one, didn't he? No, that was a, one of the mega, oh. Magoth Lords. Okay. That grants the regen to the Nurglings, which is actually pretty cool. Yeah. Worked pretty well in the game. But that first turn, he rolled a, a seven. And oh, yeah. uh, so he's Nurgle, so he gets the Nurgle attack. Hits like probably Almost eight, every one eight of, of the units. 11 <laughs> Andrew's units. And Andrew's like, well, I'm using these... Uh, Medusas today. You saw you had two single Medusas just to see how they work. <laughs> they never once got to move. Yeah, both of them were killed before they could move. Yeah, and then <laughs> took a did some wounds. A bunch the of other shit took hits. Brolax, so. everything else. Yeah, I kind of needed those units, Andrew. Yeah, so I was trying to kind of mentor him. He ended up losing in the end, regardless, because uh, Butcher. It was kind of confusing because he's using all demon models. Yeah. Um, but like this was warriors. This was a warrior BSB. This is a gore beast chariot. This is actually this and that. The that regen Magot lore is pretty badass. I think particularly against elves because he's like weapon skill probably like eight or something. Yeah, and he's Nurgle, so it's fives to hit him no matter what. Mm-hmm. And then if you're an elf. He's like a niche seven or eight, so you don't get to you won't get rerolls against him. <laughs> um, so yeah, we got the black guard into him because they get uh, eternal hatred anyways. But sure. uh, they only did like four or five wounds with the mind razor, and you end up just fucking killing boatloads. So I'm gonna play another game, I think, where I'm just gonna use Andrew's list and I want to play it. Yeah, because I was just I was just trying to guide him in this one where. Have him say out loud what he was going to do and yeah. explain why he was going to do that. And maybe <laughs> figure out why try he to, makes such poor moves. <laughs> yeah, you know a lot of it. You know, is that's what he did the first time, and that's just what he does every game. Right. That was his explanation <laughs> for a lot of the things. Yeah. So yeah, I want to try a game. It, I don't know if his list is that great. He's got a big block of the black guard soaking up a lot of points, and he has some infantry characters. So I'm going to try to. See if I can beat Butch with that list, though. Although Butch is running the Chaos Legion. It's going to be a lot harder now. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Fucking A. So, I, so we got the game night going. Have you... So that's got you kind of stoked for... Yeah, that's for got my motivation painting? going. Plus, I've been thoroughly enjoying the fucking Dresden Skin Game audiobook. So mm. between those two things. And it's 
been so fucking long since I worked on anything. It's nice to just sit down and fucking veg out and paint. Um, so yeah, it's getting there. I feel it coming back. <laughs> yeah, has been a while though. <laughs> so okay. yeah. Ah, uh, so you've been catching this new uh, cane book stuff? No, I haven't seen any of it. What's this about? <laughs> oh my man, the end times are rolling along. So we've just got the first screenshots up on Twitter. So I don't have the book yet. Um, so a couple, couple changes to the core game rules here. Okay. So uh, all wizards are lore masters in whatever, <laughs> whatever lore you okay. have. So you, you level ones. By the Hearthstone, there you can have all the shadow spells, all the beast spells. Where nice, have you. I guess. But uh, <laughs> you won't have to worry about the Hearthstone anymore, buddy. As uh, all the magic phases are forty-six instead of two d six. Wait, so are they still capping it at twelve dice, no. or does it cap at no. twenty-four dice? I don't know if it's capped at all. <laughs> Fucking hell! So would my Hearthstone still generate more? Yeah, it's, it generate, but you know the difference between. 16 and 19 isn't as much as <laughs> 6 and 9, we think. Nope. How do dispel dice work? Half? Uh, yeah, I think you take the two highest dice. Jesus Christ. Um, there's new end time spells. I think it, it's all ported over from the Storm of Magic. So these are like the uber spells from Storm of Magic that they're yeah. just making legal now. So sure. there's some like crazy bullshit spells in there. If you got yeah. Lord Metal, you get like a two plus ward save till the start of your next turn on a whole unit. Ugh. Yeah, that sounds. What are you, like what a lot are you thinking? Fun. And then I think it doesn't sound like much fun. That's what I think. <laughs> no, it doesn't. I don't know. It's kind of. Are they trying to break it so nobody plays anymore? They might be. Maybe they're just trying to end the tournament thing. Although, uh, it's got to be where a lot of their money comes from because tournaments keep fuckers buying new shit. Yeah, it know? keeps people excited about the hobby for sure. Yeah, and if they fucking destroy that, which it sounds like they're trying to. Yeah, it does sound like that. So, I don't know. I, the, the Nagash stuff got me a little excited. Yeah. The, the Glocken book got me more excited you know, just because I'm running the uh, Chaos stuff. But now, you know, they could do anything, basically. So how how am I going to build an army? You know the time and effort that we put in. Right, can't can't be done. Yeah, not so with the change in that fast. I probably will paint Warhammer models, but I'm not going to be looking to build an army for the end times or adding any new units or anything like that. And if if I feel like my demon list or what else can't compete, I'm probably just not. It's not I'm not going to build go. anything. Yeah. Yeah, and that's exactly where I'm going to be at because. If you can't compete, it's not, you know, it is about going and drinking and having fun, mm -hmm. but it's nice to fucking pull a game once in a while. Yeah. So for, uh, you know, we got our game nights going, you know, we might muck around with that, play around with it, but as far as the events and stuff go, I don't know, not, not too excited about this kind of shit. So, so. are these books uh, part of the rule set or are they optional or what? Yeah, well, the uh, books pretty much say that they are in um, and then a fact came out that the fact items just made basically what they said were the rules be you know this is the official rules now <laughs> so for the but the wording on this the spell stuff is it says in end times games specifically so I'm not sure 
what what that means. I mean, yeah. before they said the end times was the end times. All the games are end times games from now on. So. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, we don't want to talk about negative stuff, really. Well, so. I mean... Well, you do. I kind of do. <laughs> <laughs> let's just say I'm not enthused, and in fact, it's quite the opposite. But we'll see how it pans out. Yeah, I mean... Maybe it'll be all right. We still love the hobby, and we'll be painting models for sure. And a lot of our the hobby cast. Yeah, a lot of our topics are going to be more hobby related going forward. So yeah, okay, that's the direction we're headed in. I like that. All right, should we move on to email of the week? Yeah, let's fucking do it, buddy. So email of the week is from Joshua Hibbert, and he says, "Great show, guys. I don't even play Warhammer or any tabletop games." <laughs> But listen to all your episodes. I especially like your recommendations on books, music, and TV programs. Just to give you a heads up about Peaky Blinders, it isn't a Netflix original show, but was created by the BBC over here in the good old UK. The second series has just started and is being aired at the minute. So have a look on BBC iPlayer and you should be able to watch them. Anyways, keep up the good work. Suck my balls, Josh. I just noticed that... Season two was on Netflix yesterday, oh. and it is listed on there okay. as a Netflix original series. So yeah, somebody stepped on someone's just toes looked, there. Looked at it too, and yeah. it says it was a Netflix. That might, that's probably uh, Hulu does the same thing with. Yeah. They claim all these UK shows are Hulu originals. They probably Maybe just, just have the sole the rights, rights to yeah. release it. Yeah, but like in USA. Either way, I'm stoked that there's another yeah. season of that too. That's so. interesting. I'm curious how many other people don't play warhammer or even tabletop games just listen to the podcast <laughs> do you listen to any podcasts that because i'll listen to um there's like a couple podcasts about writing yeah i don't really want to be a novelist or anything <laughs> but i find myself listening to them because they're generally pretty interesting i don't think i listen to anything that esoteric <laughs> a subject that i don't partake in I wish there was a cast about farting. Maybe this cast the is fart about cast. farting. <laughs> uh, maybe do that Instacast search for farts. So you see what comes up. I did listen to Horcast for a while, and I didn't bang any hookers. So I mean, <laughs> <laughs> maybe that counts. <laughs> uh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for the email, buddy. You gonna give Hopefully. this guy an entry into the 2016 Wapaka Vacation no. Contest? Or well, is that a voicemail? Left a voicemail, thing? man. Oh, okay. I got you. Speaking of which, we I got a motherfucking voicemail. Yeah, hands in here. All right, let's fucking hear what this fucking guy has to say. No doubt, something that's gonna fucking chap my ass. <laughs> hey, bros, this is uh, Chad. Uh, just wanted to give you my failed army project. You bros probably remember this. Uh, it's my Chaos Warrior Dragon themed army. Uh, I was building this towards the end of 7th, and then I found out the rules change came with 8th, where they used percentages, and then I wasn't able to build my army. So, I ended up dropping that army. But, now that you guys reminded me about it, and now the new end time rules are around, where I'm able to take from demons and beastmen and whatnot, I might actually have a better chance of building this army now, so, fuck you guys. <laughs> uh, suck my balls, guys. Bye. 
Yeah, fuck us. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least he had a legitimate reason for giving it up, other than my projects just fizzle due to this is too much work and yeah. I don't have time for this right now. Remember those? Those are badass. That was like his crazy dragon ogres. And yeah, I think he's like flying minotaur bodies. Yeah, the like big plastic ones. And he had like a, a stegodon body that was converted into a dragon. So it was yeah, this huge yeah. fucking fat dragon. That looked awesome. Yeah, had like these two like stegodon heads. Cool. Look really badass. Those are some fucking solid ideas there. Mm, that's cool, definitely cool an idea, to see. man. I mean, he's got the rest of that warrior's army done. Yeah. You can add some fucking dragon ogre bits. That'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, all right. Thanks, Chad. You'll get yourself an entry into the 2016. He'd be a fucking cheap guy to win that. It's like, here, here's 100 bucks. <laughs> We're pocketing the rest, bitch. <laughs> there you go. Uh, he actually said to give it to the next person. Who calls? Okay. So whoever leaves the next voicemail that gets used on the air, they get will two? get two oh. entries. Since Chad is a integral part of the Wapaka team, he's a fucking generous man. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's move on to just a brand new one-time segment. Mm, we'll call this? this one Package of the Week. <laughs> nice. I was in talks with Tim Fisher, who's a uh, warehouse manager or something over at uh, Mirsa Miniatures, whatever the whatever it is, and he was able to get me and Johnny each a badass model. I was chatting him up, um, and he showed me pictures. They have this big-ass Cthulhu-type monster. Yeah. And I was talking to him about it. I'm like, yeah, that looks pretty badass compared to the... Yeah, I've got that Reaper Bones Cthulhu. Sure. And the more like I was mucking around with that, the more... I ended up disliking that model because it really just looks like a giant baby with like a Cthulhu head. <laughs> That's kind of like true. it's not muscly, <laughs> uh, muscly or like badass or anything. So yeah, new some miniatures definitely gave us the hook up there. Oh, yeah. Looks like we got some rule books here. So he sent us some quick starter rules. <laughs> a couple of them. Yeah. If you don't like the end times, these might be looking <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> oh, badass. Good production value on these books. Nice and small, too. Okay, I got the Uthul Risen Kraken. This is the first time we're breaking this shit open. Yeah, I got the Gwyfern of... Fuck me. Ceridigian. Pretty fucking cool, <laughs> huge wyvern. Oh, uh, yeah. This is badass. This looks <laughs> like a proper miniature. <laughs> Worth the effort of actually painting it and doing it. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, it's not as big as the Bones. For sure, but wow, the detail is really good on this. Like the the river bones just has these large flat areas and these big scales, but like these tentacles have little individual suckers on them, and then they have they have texture on the back of the scale. That's cool. Yeah, that's pretty fucking awesome. Solid, dude. It's got cool. a really wacky chemical-y smell to it. Yeah. I can feel myself getting cancer. I'm going to melt these down and huff it. <laughs> cool. In typical Raj fashion. Yeah, I'll put a pic, pic of this guy up. and also put a link to, to Mirsa Miniatures for sure. They got some really awesome, uh, basically any kind of warrior's models for sure. Oh, yeah. This, um, so this giant griffin I got. Primarily beastmen, stuff like that, and then some orc stuff. A lot of like minotaur type stuff too. Oh, yeah. Look at this cock, dude. He's got a cock? He's got a cock. Cthulhu's got a cock. He's uncut, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Your Jewish brothers would be He's disappointed. <laughs> Might have to 
do some putty, <laughs> circumcise this little guy. <laughs> Get the oil in there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, man, yeah. this thing's super cool, dude. So the Griffin is badass. Mm-hmm. No Griffin, I mean Wyvern. Durr. Nice. Yeah, I really liking the details on this. I like this. This should fit in really good. The kind of leg style fits in with all the blood letters and my other demon prints. And then he has just a few armor plates. So I'll be able to do the nice metallics that I do with the rest of the guys. Yeah, the detail on the body is just awesome. You know, in the picture, it's lost. It looks like a lot of it's painted on even, but mm-hmm. in person, it's fucking amazing. Okay. One thing I might do, I'll probably switch up. the. Uh, it's got a big anchor, and then it has this kind of almost a lizard man, Inca type looking. Uh, it almost looks like a standard, something like that. So I'll probably swap that out, give it some kind of big-ass axe. Check out the size sword. of these wings, bro. Holy shit. <laughs> Those are fucking badass. Uh, those massive. are nice looking wings, too. That's like a fucking 10 inch. No, more than that, man. That's like a 12 inch, 13 inch wingspan. Mm-hmm. That's fucking nuts. Super cool, dude. Cool. Well, big thanks to Tam. Big thanks to Mirsa. Yeah, Definitely check out their miniatures. website. Much appreciated. Fucking Give these bros some serious fucking props because they're doing it right. Mm-hmm. Wonder what the um, value on these is. I'm. Not sure. I think it was in euros. Probably quite a few euros or British pounds. Yeah. Well, at least you get something quality if it is expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, super cool, though. That's some badass shit. Thanks again, fellas. Yeah, speaking of listener generosity, event of the week, man. It's yeah. fucking Chupapalooza. Okay, Chupapalooza. This is December 13th and 14th. It's in San Fernando, California. We'll have a link up to it on the site, but it's a. This is the uh, kind of team event back for Quake City Rumble. That was uh, remember that bet that they had that the Chups would be Club Capri. (laughs) Well, this is the event that's going to happen because of it, and it's kind of like a Raj Pajian style themed back. Uh, There's lots of. The, the goal of the tournament is to collect as many chew points as possible. <laughs> <laughs> and you can do that by building like certain army lists, like if you don't have any ward saves in your entire army or something like that. Uh, so there's like a huge checklist of things. And the fucking chups have chipped in, and they are going to fly me out there no to participate shit. in the Chupapalooza. Yeah, they paid <laughs> the vast majority of a ticket to get me out there. Yeah. And... Uh, it's super big thanks to, th- to those guys. Did you win the Chupapalooza vacation contest? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of <laughs> <it's kinda laughs> like that. Um, yeah, it's super generous, freaking amazing of those guys to do that. So in return, I've had the bear build them a proper prize for this event. Oh, shit. Did you have to pay the bear for this? Yes, I did. <laughs> and it is a, we'll have pictures, a proper Saurus War Club because we figured Chup, Chupa, Chupapalooza, Chupacabra, that's kind of like a Mexican type thing. So something kind of lizard manish would be appropriate. Yeah. So I'm going to be seeing it tonight. I haven't seen the finished product, but it is to, it's to scale like uh, the bear's other prizes. So an orc's about the same size as a Saurus. So this War Club is absolutely <laughs> fucking enormous. It's done? Yeah, it's done. He's bringing it tonight. You might want to see if you can stop by Butch's. Oh, yeah. You might be right the on that. things like... i see pictures. looks like it's four or five feet long. Yeah. You know, so it's a Saurus one-handed war club, but, you know, it looks like uh, 
You know those gigantic <laughs> ceremonial war maces from like Japan? Have you ever seen those? Yeah. They have like these huge heavy war clubs that weigh like 25 pounds and would never be able to be actually used <laughs> in a fight. So it kind of looks like that. It looks The uh, work in progress picks look really awesome. So then I have to figure out I got to ship it over there somehow because yeah. I definitely can't take this fucking thing on the plane. But yeah, definitely uh, I, I think anybody can show up to this. So if you're in California and you want to check it out, um, you can definitely sign up. We'll have a link to it. It's not, yeah, I think anybody can show up because the rules are on like the Wargamers USA forum. Um, so it's out there in the public. It's, okay. not, it's not a private like Rajpaj. Yeah. For a while, we we're going to try to get you out there too. But uh, yeah, it's not in the cards. I even got some more bad apartment news today. So my <laughs> ass is so fucking sick of this shit. <laughs> some dude's moving out in like 10 days. He's like, hey, guess what? I'm moving out. I'm like, God fucking damn it. Yeah. Why? Like, guess what else? I took a shit on the rug. I'm not going to be cleaning it up before I leave. Whatever. Last apartment that was fucked out, I just I had another one that was, I paid these guys just to go in and redo it for me. I was like, I'm, I'm not, I'll just pay the 500 bucks. <laughs> And who uh-huh. gives a fuck? Yeah, it seems worth it. Short on cash, but it's there's no stress. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. So you've been. Uh, what have you been listening to? Reading. Um, listening to I mentioned before uh, the Harry Dresden Skin Game. I'm only a few hours into it, so I got a long ways to go yet. So, um, not much more to report. I've been listening to a lot of Free Domain Radio. I mentioned that last time as well. Mm-hmm. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> Sweet guy gets kind of a bad rap. Stefan Molino is his name, and he's a he's a Canadian. But uh, if I did some Google searching on him, and some people think he's a real crackpot, <laughs> it's like one of those libertarian types. But super entertaining, mm-hmm. <laughs> super smart dude, badass. So, yeah, um, I have been getting into some Sib Six Beyond Earth, so I've been enjoying really? that too. Yeah. <laughs> I don't talk too much about it, but I'm not obsessed yet. Just, uh, just an hour or so at a I time. Mean, I mean, dude, you're telling me this, but I'm not. I'm looking in your eyes right now. <laughs> no, it hasn't been like my Civ four or five days where I would sit for eight hours straight. The new game is, it's almost exactly like Civ five, but you're in space. You're on a different planet. The fucking aliens fuck me over every time. So mm. pisses me off, but I'll get the hang of it once I play it more. I'll give a proper report so on it. So it starts in space? Well, you Does just, that mean like you're like a caveman on this other planet and work your way up? No, it starts at, It starts if oh, you like, had won Civ five via like an Alpha Centauri science victory. So Civ six, the beginning of the game is your spaceship lands on a new planet and you're going to colonize. Mm-hmm. So you got different techs. You got oh, aliens to battle, alien terrain, miasma, killing your fucking soldiers and your workers and shit. Mm-hmm. All kind of, and like there's down satellites and drop pods from Earth with supplies and shit like that. So intriguing. It's pretty cool. They finally evolved it, but uh, personally, I like the historical aspect of Civ a lot, which is part of the reason I always play you it. You so. like the names of things, well, Being names of things, the names, the existed. attitudes. You get you get all the history on the unique units and buildings and stuff like that. You always read like the little paragraph blurb. Yeah. Uh yeah, but you can go into the Civilopedia and you can uh. read fucking phrase. <laughs> a lot like going on Wikipedia at work when you're kind of bored, yeah. <laughs> so Okay. So yeah, what have you been uh listening to, buddy? Uh, I got the new World of Ice and Fire release. What? I've been listening to that on audio, which is 
Some of it must be written by George, but yeah. there's a couple other authors. Okay. And it's really, it's pretty interesting. You know, it's not like a new episode in the series or anything, but it's like a kind of a background, like a historical yeah. type thing of Westeros and kind of the whole planet. It's written from the perspective of actually a, a few different perspectives. So one of them is like a historian, like a maester in the reign of King Tomlin. And, you know, and then the book is like a present to him, and it's like a history of Westeros. It's actually pretty, pretty cool. I think I'd recommend it. Yeah, I've listened to the audiobooks twice, and I've listened to all the Duncan Egg stories twice, which <laughs> are the uh, short stories which take place about a hundred years before the events in the Game of Thrones, and so. If you go back and do that, you actually gain a lot of information on your second time around. Um, so I, I kind of knew a lot of this history. So a lot of it is like repeating, but then some of it, you know, it's kind of just cool to have it explicitly explain to you the timeline of everything. Sure. So I think if you're a big fan, you're still going to be getting some new information here. And one thing that um, is probably pretty useful is if. Um, you, you just watch the TV show. It's probably helpful to yeah. you to explain all the history. And then especially, I'd recommend this one if you're working your way through the books before you do book five because there's a big twist in book five yeah. that isn't really set up at all. At all. <laughs> or, And if you don't know the history, it's not really significant to you. But if you know the history, this will seem really cool to you. Sure. Um, but... Anyways, kind of unrelated to that, there's one cool thing where I guess I didn't realize. So you, you know, in the the books, he's always going on about the Andals and the First Men yeah. and all that shit. Sure. And like the <laughs> when the Targaryens rode from Dragonstone on their three dragons <laughs> and all that shit. But one thing I didn't get, I guess, was, um, you know, there was three dragons to start with. And then when the last of the dragons died, there was only a couple dragons too. But actually, in between that, there used to be like probably 20 or 30 dragons yeah. in Westeros, and the Targaryens were like a huge family. Okay. <laughs> and then about 100 years in, so this is hardly referenced at all in any of the books, so I, this was all new stuff. Mm -hmm. But halfway in, like there was uh, the Dance of the Dragons, which is a event where like the Targaryen family like kind of got into a conflict over who should be the next successor so there was like a huge civil war where like all the dragon riders fought and it was like <laughs> super badass ah sure <laughs> and it was like that event which actually killed most of the dragons because after that was over only a few of them made it through sure and then after that that's when the the last of the dragons kind of died out um so that that part was super interesting uh and then there's a lot of good information about the blackfire rebellion which is important in the Duncan Egg series. Yeah. So, like, the shit that's happening in Game of Thrones has been going on this entire time. You know, they're always intriguing and trying to get different kings and stuff. <laughs> so even when the Targaryens were in power, all this same shit was happening. Just among that family. Just among that family, but then they get support from different families Houses, and yeah. stuff like that. Sure. So, yeah. All right. It's super cool. And that's kind of cool. like the first half, and then the second half... I'm not done with it yet, so there might even be more. The second half, they kind of just do a really in-depth history of all the locations in the books, which is uh, probably less interesting, but still kind of interesting to hear the 
so right now they're talking about everything in the north like you're hearing about the timeline of the north the different kings and the background behind each of the various households and yeah uh stuff like that so yeah it's a pretty fucking interesting read and Definitely check out the Hidden Hobby Dollars later today because this thing retails for twenty nine bucks, but we can get it to you for two bucks. Mm, can we? Yeah, we can. <laughs> it's gonna be fucking sweet. Do you have a secret Dropbox? You're paying out the password to? No, I've uploaded? got an Audible code. Ah, cool. Okay. Yeah, I might fucking snatch that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. It's okay, super cool. Cool. So, uh, moving on, man. What's your latest obsession? Uh, I've been listening to a lot of Star Talk Radio. Have you listened to that? No. What is this? It's Neil deGrasse Tyson's podcast. Uh, well, I'm already sold. Yeah, it's basically an episode of Cosmos every every episode. <laughs> super super cool. And that's a podcast. Yeah, it's a podcast. It has pretty regular releases. Yeah, and he gets a lot of other scientists on there. They'll sometimes fill in for him when he's out. And, you know, they talk about planets, about evolution, about this last one I was listening to was all about Venus and mm. stuff like that. It was really interesting. And <laughs> it's cool. It's actually pretty funny because he always has, like, a comedian on there with him. Yeah. And they kind of switch between those. It's pretty good. One thing is there's, like, a lot of ads that you have to skip through. Uh, at the be- yeah. Just at the beginning? No, or? in the middle uh. and stuff. So you got to kind of jump around. But they go really quick. Yeah. For sure. Uh, but definitely, I would recommend that if you're a fan of that sciencey shit. Sure, which I there am. There ain't no so. reason why you're not listening, man. <laughs> it sounds right up my alley. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. My uh, latest show obsession. So I got totally sick of the league. Everybody on there's a douche. I might have mentioned that before, and I just realized earlier this week that the Property Brothers are on fucking Netflix. So since I have so many fucking remodeling projects going, uh-huh. I've been pretty gung ho on all that. that? What's that? What is the property? The property brothers. So you got these two bros, and one of them is a realtor, and the other does remodels. Ah. So the realtor hooks up with people that want a house, and it, it starts the same. Like They show them these houses. They go out and show them a super fucking expensive house that has everything they want, but that they can't possibly afford. Mm-hmm. And then that's like the reality check section. <laughs> <laughs> and then they take them and show them like three kind of run down places, but that have potential and they get them to buy one and then they remodel it so that it's what they want. And they always end up getting this awesome house for like a hundred. Well, it depends w- what area they're in, but you know, we're talking about five to $700,000 houses here. So they'll get this awesome house for like a hundred, 150 grand less than they otherwise would have. And mm-hmm. pretty fucking cool. But yeah, since I've been doing so much remodeling lately, this has um, been my motivation. Have you been watching uh, Adam Carolla's show, Catch a Contractor? I haven't. If I if I saw that it was on somewhere, I definitely would because he talks about it on his podcast. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's on some kind of cable network, so yeah. I'll just randomly... I canceled all my cables. Randomly so. uh, catch it. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty interesting. Uh, he talks about the making of that on the podcast, and he's like, yeah, because the f- like, they'll film over multiple days, but in the show it's supposed to be the same day, so like his chick will lay out the shirts and they'll comb his hair the same and do uh, all this shit to, and so he talks about some of those details it's pretty interesting interesting yeah show makes you not want to have anybody remodel your house for you <laughs> yeah I can see that Base. I just had a carpet guy in the apartment and the fucking retard 
Car- yeah, they, they, there's no qualification. Basically, right. this person is saying that they can yeah. do this, and you're just like, well, well, okay. In theory, you should check references and call previous people that they've worked for and all that. But you know, we're all lazy and never do shit. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Can't fucking pay people to do a good job anymore. It's fucking bullshit. Mm-hmm. So, cool, man. Well, let's get into the fucking Raj music pick. How about that? Yeah, 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 yeah. So we're we're off the joke bands. Moving on to some legit Thank God. shit here. <laughs> this one, I'm kind of curious about this one. This one might also be a Hastings pick. I'm not sure. Uh. Anyways, back when I was in San Fran, Joe from Fresno turned me on to this band huh? called Blood for Blood. Yeah, I have some Blood for Blood CDs oh, upstairs. Excellent. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, they're like a hardcore yeah. kind of punk punk style band, and they're from Boston. <laughs> and a lot of the tracks, the singer just talks a lot, and he's got a <laughs> thick Boston accent. Boston, and it's fucking hilarious. So I've been, and it's a little different from the stuff that I'm listening to currently. But back in the day, I did like a lot of hardcore bands. So this, I've been enjoying this a lot lately. And if you want a good album to start with, I think Outlaw Anthems, probably. Yep, that's that's one I have. One of the better ones. Mm-hmm. But they have quite a few. They're like a 90s kind of band. They have a couple albums in the 2000s. But okay. I was looking at some live footage. <laughs> singer's a big, fat bastard Fucking, now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was back then. Ah, who knows? Know. Who knows? In any case, after we play this track... We're Bruins, gonna... motherfucking Bruins coming on! <laughs> <laughs> Talking to the Brew Dude about the lore of undeath and what he's up to with it and what kind of fun you can have in different kinds of armies. Which huh? armies might be having the most fun with it. But this track is called Love Song, and it's about two minutes long. So All right. Have fun. Let's fucking lay it on them.
right, we got Kevin Bruins on the program here. He's going to chit-chat with us about fucking lore of undeath, in particular about all the other different armies that get access to it and what he's excited about, what armies might benefit the most, and uh, other kinds of weird little things we come across. But how's it going, Kev? It's going great. How you doing? <laughs> Fucking good, man. Awesome. Well, when the Nagash stuff dropped, I think you were number one fan on Twitter, as far as yes. I'm aware. Is that is that correct? I think it's accurate. Everyone else was being a wimp, and I was like, this is the best thing that happened to Warhammer since, like, 8th edition started. <laughs> I will say, Kev, that you were, after I ruled that Nagash stuff was in effect per the Nagash stuff, <laughs> you were the only person sending me a message saying how excited they were for it. So thank you for uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> I was so excited. I was like, I hope some tournament uses this because it's going to just be so amazing, both from like a game perspective, but I think like so many hobby opportunities. Yeah, definitely. I agree with the hobby opportunities for sure. And mm -hmm. just being able to, with the extra points, 50% Lord's Heroes, you can do a lot of cool stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but we won't get too far into that. But it seemed to me like you, I don't know if this is still your plan, but are you going to be running uh, the Lore of Undeath in whatever army you take for Wapaka? Yeah, I, I, I will be running the Lore of Undeath. It'll probably be um, on a level two, um, but I think there's a couple other armies that we'll get to that I think can really benefit it from a level four. Um, so I'm planning a Warriors of Chaos, and there'll be an Auxiliary Lore of Undeath wizard mm -hmm. um, helping bring in some static combat res and stuff like that. Mm, yeah, cool. So, I don't know, what, what's up, man? Why not the Beastmen, dude? You got the Herdstone. <laughs> you got the Power Dice for it. You got the cheap little wizards. So you got a, I don't know, that seems like the natural, one of the natural choices to try it out. I don't yeah, I'm, I mean, in all honesty, if I can't get my stuff painted in time, then the Beastmen are going to be the ones that show up because... <laughs> I think that they benefit um, out of all the different armies. They benefit the most um, because the if you had a level four and a couple auxiliary with the Hearthstone, you have access to s units that you could never even imagine, like cavalry, ethereal mm -hmm. <laughs> stuff, ethereal stuff, um, like machines, machines <laughs> shooting attacks. Like it just it goes on and on. Definitely get some skelly archers to supplement your Ungor raiders with bows. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, I think the Beastman could definitely be one of the armies that are pretty fun with that. Although, one thing, though, is the lore of undeath is such a short-ranged lore if you're mm -hmm. taking it on these, you know, if you're not Nagash or Archon. So, I guess, what would your setup be for the Beastman? Would the level 4 have it? Because he'd be out with the blocks already so you could get the summon units within 12 inches of him where they need to be because it seems um like with hastings when we play a lot of the times with the you know his beast shamans just chilling back by the hearthstone mm -hmm. uh wildform just has a 12 inch range which you can boost but those mm -hmm. little masters have to chuck four dice um to get that off but this is just a 12 inch range and I don't think any of them can be extended. Is that right? No, none of them can be extended um, if you're not in the gosh. Um, so you would, if you wanted to have, I think if you did a level four with Laura Von Death and some auxiliary wizards that were backed by the Herdstone. Running like some um, shadow or... Yeah, some shadow or even if you wanted a couple, uh, level two or two with um, a signature spell just so they could boost some of that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, though you could just kind of have this Herdstone with, you know, level four and a couple shamans, and they're summoning stuff at a 12-inch range, 
Um, and if your Beast Lord was your general, they get to march within range of the Beast Lord, so they would be able to move pretty quick up as long as your Beast Lord didn't, you know, run halfway across the battlefield. Yeah, I guess as long as the action is taking place toward in the middle of the board or wherever you put that Hearthstone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what other, I guess we thought Beastman was maybe number one for the new lore. Yeah. What other armies do you think you could see running this? Um, I think, interestingly, I think Wood Elves and High Elves could really benefit um, because their core um, usually is, you know, a nice little box of shooting or some fast cap, but they're pretty expensive. Mm-hmm. And so both of those elf armies struggle getting big blocks of troops and getting really tough troops, which Lore of Undeath gets you both options for, like, really deep sets of units to be able to break steadfast, mm-hmm. um, but also really tough units in the cavalry choices, the monstrous infantry, so I think both the Wood Elves and the High Elves would benefit from that. And you can have mages that are on Great Eagles or that are on, you know, Elven Steeds and are moving much further into the battlefield. Everything. Yeah. Um, but then there'll be – so there'll be these nice tar pits that they can shoot through or, you know, behind um, and just kind of run around summoning stuff, making a big mess of stuff. So do you think that uh, non-Nagash um, caster can get some actual, like, fighty units out of this lore? Because uh, looking at it, it seems to me like it's mostly just you're going to be using it for chaffy stuff. Mm-hmm. But you think you're going to be able to get some fighty units out of this? Oh, I, I think that there's some real big, especially if you put it on a level four, then I think that you definitely can get some good use out of it. I mean, you can summon on a, the basic, you know, I mean, for the cav summoning, you can get a unit of five hex race, which is a really powerful unit. Or you could get a unit of five, you know, black knights. And depending on what you're facing, like, a level four casting a sixteen plus—that's a decent casting mm-hmm. for a book of hoe at level four and a steed. Yeah, no, that's a good point. With the, uh, at least with the hex rays too, <laughs> if they're just gonna die right away, like you don't, you yeah. just don't even have to summon them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, like if you're, you know, high elves going against demons, like you, why would you ever summon hex rays? Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you're playing against an army that lacks some of those magical attacks, then summon up some hex rays. Rays, some spirit house, some good stuff. Terror guys, and then just shout, you know, get a nice position on that lone character that got a little cocky, summon a terror guys, and shout it to death. <laughs> well, I think you might find you need a few few extra raise the dead counters for that, Kev. Oh, uh, it's a 12 plus, cast a couple zombies, hold just on to it. it. There. Let, them, let them forget that you got three tokens, and then summon up a terror guys. <laughs> Well, I guess if these are your main lores, though, I mean, you will be getting, and you have multiple wizards, so if you if you don't mind going for the low, you know, just the bare minimum dice, risking breaking your concentration by not getting it off, um, mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I guess you are definitely going to get some out there and get some of those raise the dead counters. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anything else besides the elves, were you thinking? Those are just your main... I think, yeah, the Wood and the High Elves. I think the Dark Elves have access um, to some... I mean, they all have access to pretty much the same Lord, but the Dark Elves wouldn't necessarily need um, that kind of boost Mm -hmm. um, just because they have a lot more shooting output and that kind of thing. Though I wonder if you could have Warlocks that could send them more. Yeah, I was going (laughs) to say with the looking at it, it's not um, super clear that they can't. I I actually think that you can. So the Sisters of the Thorn... Mm. Uh, you could swap them out for a level two death. Looking at the wording uh, for the lore of undeath, it just says any wizard can choose to generate spells from the lore of undeath. That's all you have mm. to go on. So mm-hmm. the Sisters of the Thorn, basically it just says they count as a level two wizard that mm-hmm. takes these, always has the spells, whatever and whatever. So mm-hmm. I don't know, I could see it being argued either way. I kind of think right. that you can. 
and that's what, yeah. that's how we're going to run it for Paco. Mm-hmm. Um, if anybody is interested in that, so I think for the uh, the Wood Elves and being able to do that with the sisters could potentially be yeah. fun. I don't know for the for the Brolocks, I'd probably just stick. With... <laughs> <laughs> they're they're doing all right. Mm-hmm. And then for the last casting unit uh, is the Zinch Horrors can take yeah. more of on death. So I could depending on what your magic loadout is. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that I would take all. Lore of Undead no. right now, but definitely having one or two, if you do have your casting levels covered in some of your hero or lord slots. So you, just, mm-hmm. you still know you're going to get Gateway on uh, Treason, which are mm-hmm. the workhorses of that lore. And if you know, I think that's kind of fun. I'm rocking that out with the horse. So to kind of move along with that, mm-hmm. um, is there just some mileage to adding a level one or two of Undeath to kind of any army list? But in sticking with your, you know, you have your level four usually with whatever mm-hmm. lore you, know, you like that goes along with your list. But maybe swapping out like a Fireball Wizard for this guy? Yeah, I think that that's really, that Auxiliary Wizard is where the strength really lies. And you're getting a lot of mileage from that signature spell. Your level two or one isn't necessarily going to be summoning Terror Guys. But, it, you know, you can roll six dice to summon, a, you know, a 40 or a 50-man block of zombies right when you need to, to block up and protect, you know, the three white lions that are left from the three-man unit that's, you know, running away at the end of the game. So I think there's a lot of versatility with, you know, Almost all the the uh, armies with a level two or level one, the scroll caddy to have Lord of Undeath. Yeah, and I was looking really closely at that signature spell because it, you know, with your level twos, level ones, you know, you just kind of have to plan on taking the signature. Mm-hmm. Um, but it looks like you can definitely chaff stuff up. For fifty points, all you can get is a ten skeletons, so you're gonna have to mm-hmm. boost it. But the boosted is only um, a fourteen plus. So that's yeah. not bad. That's still probably a four four dicer though, mm-hmm. unfortunately, for a level one or a level two. But that gets you, I think, thirty ish zombies for hundred points, or you can right. get like I think fifteen skeleton archers. Mm-hmm. And these units can have banners uh, as well. Mm-hmm. So for Paca, you know, it could be handy, especially. Otherwise, yeah. uh, definitely do some tar pitting. Yeah, and I think that that's in a fortitude-based scenario. Like, that's why I'm taking a level two with the Lore of Undeath is I might lose some fortitude, but I might end with more at the end of the game. (laughs) There you go. If I could never know. And then for the big one, the 16+, plus, I think Mm -hmm. once you get a uh, single grave marker, I think you can get um, four four crypt crypt horrors out there, which is pretty decent. I think you need one or two more to get the, the Vargeist. Uh, for the the gas, you have to get up to 160 for two. Yeah, so I guess you just need yeah. two. Um, okay. Which isn't bad. Like, if you've summoned a couple, you know, units, and then you want to bring in some more gas harbingers, then you can just really slow that decline of them um, falling apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unless you can do, start doing, you know, the dicky castings that raises that don't, aren't really going to do anything, but it's just going to give you another grave or one mm-hmm. of those tokens. Uh, okay. So for, I don't know, I, I was thinking Bretonians might be a good army for yeah. this, just for the level ones or twos, because I think almost mm-hmm. all the armies have been updated, but the damsels, back in the day, a lot of the level ones and twos used to be uh, shoehorned into, so I think <laughs> the damsels are stuck with either heavens or beasts. They can't even take yeah. a life or anything, 
So that is probably another fun option for those guys. Yeah, I had Bretonian written down as the third army just because those damsels are protected in those night blocks so they can charge through and then summon dudes behind an enemy army. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they're going to be in the thick of it, so the, the 12-inch range isn't a big deal for that. Um, what do you think about uh, just taking, you know, your usual orc orc and goblin list and then just throwing in three level two gabos with uh, Lore of Undeath, <laughs> just give you the complete complete lore? Yeah, I think it's great. As soon as you had announced that you could have 50% lords and heroes, I tried to see how many goblin shamans I could get that could summon lore of undeath. <laughs> you can get quite a few. I don't know. There's something just about zombies and goblins. Like, they, they deserve each other. They should be together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, and I think it's nice is that there's, in the whole lore of undeath, there's a kind of remembrance of, like, the... Azhag the Slaughter, because Azhag yeah. the Slaughter, like, in the fluff, like, he was summoning zombies and skeletons and the, stuff, so it's not like this is unprecedented. Yeah, the old special character back, like, in the 4th, 5th edition, Warhammer Magic, he had a crown that would make him a level 3 necromancer, and he would take, <laughs> like, genuine necromancy spells. So, actually, I was going to mention that. You could recreate, can you get a black orc? Is Azhag a black orc or a regular orc? Do you remember? Uh, I can't remember. I think he's a special character, but he counts as a wizard, mm-hmm. if I remember right. So then he would be able to just swap it out for Lore of yeah. Death. The other thing you could do, too, is you could just take a generic dude on a, a wyvern and just give him mm-hmm. the wizarding hat. And I think you know, pretty much any, <laughs> yeah. any lord counts as a wizard, and per the rules, they can generate spells from the Lore of Undeath. So. That's that's a very interesting yeah, tangent there, huh? <laughs> I'll be curious if anyone has an opinion on that. But I don't know. I think the end times supersede. <laughs> um, it supersedes everything. Uh, I don't know. That said, I don't. I can't think of any lords where I'd actually want to do that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe you could get by with a chaos sorcerer lord or a chaos lord or something. Someone that's already pretty fighty. He's already then... got the equipment. He's got his one up. Yeah, mm-hmm. got a halberd or some shit. Because I think you can take mutations on top of the hundred. Yeah. Okay, so you still get a little fun stuff to play with. Sadly, looks like the dwarves are left out, my man. <laughs> That's all right. They're, you can take you know a thousand points of troll slayers, so <laughs> so they'll be all right. Uh, I was talking with uh, Brad earlier, and we we're musing about just filling up an entire table quarter with zombies. Mm-hmm. And claiming it, so I don't know. You can maybe do the same thing with with troll slayers, giant slayers. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, they're they're not going to run away. They're going to be just fine. <laughs> they're just fine. Awesome. Well, yeah. That, I guess that covers all my thoughts that I've had on this topic. So you, so you're definitely in your your chaos list. You're going to be bringing some of this shit. Yep. So like, you're going to do the models base the same way specifically for this. Like you don't have plans to expand beyond. Um, I'm I'm gonna I think make it slightly different. I'm gonna try and build a display base where um, the undead are underneath, and then like they're gonna be summoned up, and then oh. the warriors of chaos are on top. So I'll have some lighting and stuff like that below. So the basing will look a little different, but I'll try to have some tie-in. Um, so if I ever did want to expand out, um, mm-hmm. I could do a vampire counts or a legion That's of undead. Cool. That's a cool cool way to tie it together. Um, especially for Paca, I don't know if other attorneys are going to follow suit, but they, I mean, they all your summon units have to be painted, and mm-hmm. if they don't match your theme, you're going to be penalized. Um, and even just trying to create a theme with that undead models 
could be a challenge. Uh, the, the paint yeah. judges aren't going to be reading any fluff paragraphs. <laughs> call that right now. So you have to be able to establish the theme if you want to do this just through your display board um, and your yeah, army and unit think, choices. Yeah, I think that's going to be great. I think there's a lot of um, character that could be done by, you know, army summoning stuff, Bretonians with, you know, old men-at-arms that are troughing around behind them. Yeah, and... well, the Green Knight is a borderline undead-type creature. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's in the current... And times fluff, and he's revealed himself to be a normal person. But in the past, he's been an undead type creature. I think he even crumbled like combat res uh, in previous mm-hmm. editions of him. So um, Legends is actually pretty pumped because he has that Bretonian army he's been working on, and all his VC is Bretonian themed. Yeah, so, he's fucking good to go if he wants to rock this shit. Yeah, I think it's great. Like, I think that there's going to be a lot of really interesting, even if, you know, the lore of undeath and the whole Legion of Undeath goes away someday, there'll be a lot of really interesting themed vampire counts and Tomb King's armies after, yeah. so afterwards. And that's something I was going to mention, too. Playing through the Storm of Chaos, I guess, if you are going to add these troops... You need to have a game plan for what you're going to do with them after this stuff blows over because I don't foresee 9th edition carrying this forward. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a seer, but yeah, <laughs> I would be pretty surprised if that was the case. I mean, it would be interesting if they added in the well, lore of undeath into the well, standard th- big robot. The, um, I think if you're a good army, especially, because you know, we don't know yeah. what's going to happen with allies and stuff like that. So you know, mm-hmm. if you're running Dark Elves and you have these guys, maybe you could still use them. In an mm-hmm. ally capacity, but um, if you're a good army in particular, yeah, I guess I would be wary about doing anything. Yeah. Although I haven't, you know, if this does get adopted by the attorneys and it seems like there's going to be uh, another year of this or a year and a half, I might do up something for the Wood Elves because it kind of fits their stuff. And mm-hmm. the, the Spirit Hosts look really similar to the Dryads. Yeah. So you could do some cool stuff mixing and matching those and working in tree bits into the ethereal stuff doing like a like hex wraith wild riders type things ethereal that could be fun yeah um yeah so like yeah i'm pretty pumped for the conversion and opportunities a hobby aspect of everything for sure oh, yeah like this and hopefully uh we see more of that so what do you i guess you have to make a decision what are you going to build for yeah the, the undead stuff so you have all your bases so, covered mm-hmm. so i'm building um blocks of units that I think I would possibly summon. So I'm have um, I'm gonna make enough units that I could summon one from the signature spell every turn. Okay. Um so um they're not all gonna be tactically the best, but I'm gonna have, you know, like two or three units of zombies, two or three units of skeleton archers, so that I have some options about when to bring them on. Um and then I'm gonna try and make sure that I have at least one choice from any of the other summoning. So I have a, a Vargulf that I can summon. I have a unit of Black Knights I can summon, or Hex, Hex Race I'll probably summon. Mm-hmm. Um, a character, some Spirit Hosts mm-hmm. um, that'll be matching the army, that kind of thing. Oh, so you're almost, that's almost like a second army you have to get ready. Or like a 12, yeah. you know how many points that is? 1,000, 1,500? Um, it's about uh, 1,000, 1,500. So I'm gonna, I'm probably going to pick up an airbrush and <laughs> um, use this <laughs> use this as the, the way to test it out. Um, starting with skeletons and then getting all the way to the ones that are a little more complicated. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna do all this, and uh, you know, if I just get an airbrush, you know, that'll be, it'll be fine. <laughs> just solves everything. 
Um, but I mean, it's, it's great is that I can, you know, I can work on this and then depending on how far I go, like if it t- comes to Wapaka deadline, I'll just go start with, uh, put them with the Beastmen yeah. rather than the Warriors of Chaos. Yeah, there you go. You're going to have a contingency display board. Yeah. With that one beast, uh, the, the beast, beast with an underneath the, and then a Warriors with an underneath. Yeah. The Beastman's getting a little old, so it might just be time for a new display board no matter what. Well, I think you need to update the giant spider baby so its facial hair matches matches your current <laughs> current setup. Give it a little beard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, awesome. So how how far along on, on the Warriors stuff? Are you going to do all the undead first and then the Warriors? I'm going to do the undead first, um, paint them up, and then because my Warriors of Chaos list is going to be very small. Um, it's going to use the 50% lords and heroes. So it, once the undead's done, then it'll I'll be able to have a better idea if I can finish up the Warriors of Chaos mm-hmm. in time. When are you going to... You're gonna you set a deadline to call it for uh, um, when you're gonna make when, a decision to go warriors or not? Because you need the list in by twelve thirty one. Probably twelve thirty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome! Good, 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 good. Well, you have to we'll have to check back with you, figure out what the decision was. You're gonna post some of these scalies on the blog, man. Yeah, I'm gonna because I'm gonna use the War Games Factory Skeleton Warriors because they've done a redone. They redid those so that they're um, a little nicer and they scale really well with the really? Games Workshop one. So I'm, I'm excited even, about that. I didn't even know those existed. Are they better than the Mantic yeah. Skellies? Oh, they're way better than the Mantic. They they're a lot. Um, they look anatomically very close to what the Games Workshop skeletons are, which look close to what people, skeletons would look like. People would be. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, unlike the Tomb King skeletons, though, so we're going to use the, uh, yeah, <laughs> the War Games Factory ones so that the head is not as big as the chest. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds like fucking weedy skeletons. Why would you even bother? <laughs> Man, it looks like you can aim. Mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome. Well, any uh, closing thoughts? Any Wapaka questions for me? Well, you got me on the horn. Uh, how many people do you think are going to, how many Nagashas do you think are going to show up? How many folks do you think will run Lore of Undeath? Oh, good questions, good questions. I, for Nagash, maybe three to five, I, I would say. Because mm-hmm. uh, I know uh, Brad Relian was talking about it. I know Brosco was talking about it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. My opinion is he's too risky for a tournament. If you want to mm-hmm. go for best general or best, and even for best overall potentially at Wapaka, you need player or uh, favorite opponent votes. So mm-hmm. taking the gosh, I don't know if, if you're able to do that <laughs> or not. If depending on your run of opponents, um, so for 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 me, I think it's risky, but I don't know. I don't know what how the people's test games are going, or you know how many hobby heroes or, or real deals there's going to be. Yeah. For Lore of Undeath. Mm, I'm not sure. I haven't thought about it. On the one hand, I don't think we'll see hardly any because of mm-hmm. the theming and basing and painting requirements. But on right. the other hand, for the uh, fortitude and the scenarios and stuff, having that capability would be incredibly useful. Mm-hmm. So maybe another three to five. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. I would say there would be more people running Lore of Undeath in a level two type role, then there will be Nagashas. Yeah. This is my offhand prediction. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I think, I think there'll be, I think that there'll be at least 10 people with Lore of Undeath, including the Nagashas. Okay. And I think about 25 people will at least use the 50% Lord and Hero thing. Oh, okay. For that aspect. Yeah. Yeah. I assume. Yeah. Yeah. That seems about right. Because this is like, at Wapak, yeah. 
Because I think with such a heavy focus on the paint and the hobby at Wapaka, this is a great time to pull out that centerpiece, yeah. high elf prints on a star dragon or that kind of thing. Okay, buddy. Well, it's been good chatting with you. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Good luck with all the modeling. We'll, we'll check back. Yeah. Look forward to seeing it on the blog. Cool. Right. Later. See ya. So that was fucking ruins. Yeah, definitely fun chatting with him. And a little blood for blood, too. Hope he he comes along well with that project. Uh, To check in and see. Excuse me. Oh, that burp. (laughs) That burp kind of reminds me of a little point hammered history, my man. Point hammered used to be. (laughs) What a fucking magnificent transition that was. So I went back in time. You did, huh? I went all the way back to the very first. Bear cares. Oh my! Which uh, which episode is this? Episode six. No shit. And while I was fucking searching for it, uh, this episode not a bad episode. It's about uh, if it's a newbie guide to the hobby. <laughs> so a lot of it actually is still pretty applicable. Yeah, there's some old references in there, but yeah, wow. I don't know if it was just that one time. I don't have to go back to some other ones, but. It was wide open belching <laughs> at least one to two times per minute. <laughs> and this one we had the ledge on as well. Yeah. So it was you, me, Bear, and Ledge. So between mm, us, full house. we must have been yeah, slamming foamy beers and <laughs> just belching up the storm. <laughs> but anyways, went back in time, fucking picked up this first Bear Cares. We're going to play it for you right now. <laughs> All right. Going down memory lane. Let's fucking give it to him in the butt. <laughs> All right, we're going to do the Bear Care segment here. Something new. Something new for you. Give us some feedback. Let us know what you think. Send in some fucking questions if you like it. What's the concept of the Bear Cares? The Bear is going to give Warhammer-related relationship advice to all those gamers out there whose bitch is on their ass about their gaming. <laughs> their gaming habits. And usually Warhammer's involved. It's a problem. We're not going to lie. And the bear, he's an expert on this subject, and he has graciously <laughs> agreed to provide advice to these question. lost souls. For people. So, bear, please. Take it away. Care. Okay. Well, my first question here today comes from James H. from Illinois. He says... My wife found out just how much my new Azog the Slaughterer figure cost, and she is pissed. What should I do? Well, just ask her how much that big purple vibrator in her underwear drawer cost. <laughs> that should shut her the fuck up. Of course, she might be like, oh, well, if you were a real man, I wouldn't need that big purple vibrator. And then we'd be all like, oh, start crying and shit, run into the bathroom, lock yourself in there and call on your mom for reassurance. That you actually are a real man. And by the time all of this crap blows over, no one will give a shit how much you spent on Azog the Slaughterer. <laughs> oh, I see. I think that's fine advice. <laughs> that could totally help Mr. James H. from Illinois. <laughs> Good luck, James. Good luck with that one, buddy. If it works, let us know. Yeah. Well, anyway, if you have 
more questions for me. Definitely. We'll, uh, send them to. You can send them to thebearcares at gorkus.com. We'll have a link. O-R. We'll have a link. C-U-S. C-U-S dot com. If you need some help. Show notes. Ryan. Ryan can help you if he can help you. <laughs> Fucking classic. I hope that advice ended up helping out good old James H. from Illinois. Yeah. <laughs> if, it, if you're listening, James, let us know <laughs> how it went. Give us an update. That episode was released September 27th, 2009. Yeah. So that's over five and fucking the, years ago. The as a, the slaughter model had just come out, and it was resin. It was eighty dollars, like yeah. And that was <laughs> people were flipping out, losing their shit. It was yeah. the most expensive thing in the world, and it was only been what a twenty five percent price increase <laughs> since giant then. models since then. Yeah, how much does Nagash cost? I think he was like one hundred five <laughs> USD. Wow. All right, so there you go. Yeah. Either way. Fucking classic episode. That was no, uh, nothing like Bears later work, but that was pretty solid. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to. There's lots of weird background noise. That must have been, re- you think that was recorded in my previous home? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was around that, I know for sure, around that, that table. That table yeah. and <laughs> we probably didn't have enough mics for everybody. everybody. <laughs> the ledge, legend was there as well. Yeah. But, oh, I feel like we've come a long way, my man. Yeah. Well, there's some funny stuff in there. Uh, like I mentioned, some uh, VC models I'm working on for some <laughs> reason, which I I remember painting a skeleton, but I talk about working on some Vargolves, and I have no idea what that was. Whatever became of these Vargolves. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Bear was talking about his demon army. It was just getting off the ground back then. <laughs> and he was talking about having a 1,000 points ready for Invasion Kenosha in three months. Uh, that guy's... <laughs> we all know how that turned out. I bet he still hasn't done a 1,000 points of models from then till now. So, Yeah, possibly. Anyways, we're moving on to a Johnny blog pick. What do you got, buddy? All right, man, let's kick it fucking old school here with some shit that a lot of people might not have seen, but that was really awesome in its day, and is still pretty fucking cool. We're going to go over to the Madhouse Workshop. <laughs> Good old Sean Welty. Uh, the walking dude. The walking dude. So the post I'm going to point out, he and I built up Beastmen armies at the same time, and... I think we kind of played off each other for conversions and ideas and mm-hmm. shit like that, too. So if you go to, we'll have a link to it, but it's called the Madhouse Workshop. Uh, and then he's got a tag called Beastman. There's 28 different posts. And you'll see just tons of various converted Beastmen. He's got like dwarf Beastmen and all these different style guys. But the ones I'm going to point out here are the Corn Night Gores, which are conversion, essentially big, super heavy armored centaurs. Um, corn style. They look really fucking cool. And ah, I fucking like it. And I remember back in the day, he and I going back and forth on the Beastman stuff. So Yeah. Just this fucking brings like, back the... They're like a red red theme, aren't they? Are, are all of them red themed or just those knights? Uh, I these were just were corn. I think most of his shit was corn themed, yeah. but I don't think all of it was. So mm-hmm. I know he did have some... He did some blue models. I, I don't know. But back then, you could actually corn up your bros. Mm-hmm. So... 
So yeah, yeah check this post That's out. Sweet-ass blog. We'll have he, a link to it on the show notes. And he's got some other uh, sections where he's got some greens of these guys, should anybody decide to pull this off, because it is pretty cool. I think it's way cooler than the stock standard Synagores, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Check I think it. He the was using them as chaos knights. Yeah, he was. You know, because you could do that shit. Yeah, back then. yeah, absolutely. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> That's how people do shit, right? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if a lot of people have seen this stuff or not, but it's really cool. It's definitely worth checking out. Mm-hmm. So, and it's, this stuff's back from 2011, and that's when he posted it. God knows when he made it. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, man. That's the fucking blog post. Bit of beast man history. Yeah. Still near and dear to my fracking heart. Moving on. Raj's Army theme. Yeah. Dude. This is a theme. I've been, this one's been kicking around for a long time. Back when the ogres were shitty, I was thinking about this army. So it's an ogre theme. And it's basically the fucking wild ogres like wild forest ogres <laughs> so like a foresty woodland ogre theme and i would use the old metal minotaur bodies and i would put uh, ogre heads on them okay so they'd be super feral i'd have to some of them have feet so they'd actually be skinny yeah so that'd be pretty cool so they'd be they'd just be yeah these like kind of skinny like really hairy and weird places ogres some might have uh, i think the old school ogres because some have like just legs and then some have like the weird you know kind of hoof leg the, you know the like ones with goat. two hand weapons had the hooves and then the ones no i got it backwards the one with great weapons had hooves the one with two hand weapons had feet yeah so i give them i give them all feet for sure but then they just be these wild kind of ogres and i even had like a paint scheme kind of like a almost like a really dark like purple kind of skin yeah to them. okay but then the list would be themed around the hunters because they're like you know like a woodland kind of theme so we'd have hunters in there i'd run at least two hunters and then they're little creatures and then i'd probably throw in some yetis for some crazy <laughs> furry woodland type dudes i don't know what models i would use for that Back to the gorilla models for the... <laughs> yeah, back to the fucking gorillas. <laughs> no, these would be... wouldn't be jungle, although you could do, like, a cool jungle ogres. Yeah. <laughs> but these would be more, like, kind of, like, beast man almost, kind of using... Like, I got the idea while working on the wild clan, so, like, the woodland skaven. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, some woodland ogres would be badass. Because <laughs> it's the same kind of idea. <laughs> Because <laughs> I was putting Skaven heads on Ungor bodies, and this would be Ogre heads on Minotaur bodies. Yeah. But this, I never did it. This is actually isn't my first Ogre project. If if I was going to do an <laughs> Ogre project, this wouldn't be the second or the third in line. <laughs> nice. So, anyways, if somebody wants to do this, that would be fucking awesome. I would love to see some kind of... Different ogre theme, because all the ogre armies use those bull bodies, so you can't right. really... They're so limited in, in, in what you can do for theme. It's, they're static. It's a dude wearing pants. And a He's gut plate. Those fucking weird-ass shoes. Well, you could go fucking Reichland ogres, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what was cool, because they didn't use those, like the just the stock pose ogres. So right. I guess, yeah... Any kind of ogre army that's not using those actual 
fucking same old bodies, I guess. They were really cool when they first well, came Yeah, out. when they landed, they were the fucking Shiza, mm-hmm. and now they're the fucking blah. Yeah, so, yeah, definitely somebody out there has got to do some new, new Ogre Army shit. If anybody Whether wants to do this, would you be willing to discuss ideas with them, explore the... Delve into it, if you will. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I think yeah. that's... I'd say the same. So any of my previous army theme ideas, if you want to run with it, I will happily toss ideas around yeah. with you. And I never bought any models or anything, so this is all just in my head. Maybe uh, the ogre heads just weak. wouldn't be compatible with the Minotaur. Um, yeah. No, they would look kind of weird because I think those heads would look way small on those upper mm-hmm. torsos because it's oh, like a those, really fat those head. Those bodies are really small. They're old. Dude, they're like super muscular in the upper body, and those heads look like fat dudes. So you'd have to mm-hmm. hack them up a bit. Well, I think I'd probably give them like big beards and stuff, and you uh, can even yeah. give them like headdresses or something like that, just to get the head like bigger in proportion to the body, you know, without making you know the sculpting like a giant head on. Them. <laughs> you know, just give them like headwear and um, yeah, well, sort of beards. You could even. Put like bones through their noses and shit. For how big the metal minotaur heads are, you're fucking talking like the muzzle on those things on some of those sculpts is as big as the entire ogre head. Yeah. So I don't. I think they might look pretty chintzy. But anybody ever put a fucking well the other thing too ogre head would, on a metal minotaur body? These send wouldn't. Us a pick of that. Like those heads stick out of the front of the chest. So this is true. So if you gave him a you neck... Would, yeah, you would put the head on top of the actual body, so you'd have to sculpt like an upper chest on almost all of them. No, because I've done that with every single Minotaur I've made, because like the back of the neck comes up. There is a back of a neck, mm-hmm. but there's just a kind of a divot in the front, yeah. so you got to kind of fill it so up. would be a lot of Dremel work, smoothing it down yeah. and stuff. I think those heads wouldn't work, because you'd have to have a skinny little fucking neck. The only reason mine work is because you can just make this massive fucking fur neck. But yeah, I guess you could add a beard, like uh, you said. Well, your be- fur necks are obscenely huge. <laughs> I get that guys, all the time. So. Massive fur neck. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe you're going to have to give me one of those metal minos. I got about 20 of them laying around. (laughs) Let's see. It's kind of a dangerous slope here. I haven't committed. Yeah. If you want to commit to completing (laughs) one model, (laughs) I will donate. Uh, (laughs) I can't make any commitments at this time, John. I'll order some from Chaos Orc and have them delivered to your house. I got some (laughs) ogre heads, so I just need a metal amino body. One just shows up in the mail. (laughs) Son of a bitch. You trying to derail me? (laughs) You've been trying to derail me for like six to nine months motherfucker. I only do it because I enjoy it. (laughs) (laughs) Cocksucker. Anyways, that's the fucking wild ogres. If somebody does that, that would fucking kick ass. Let's talk to Andrew. Yeah, unfortunately he's he's back up in the rotation or contractually obligated. The nerd journeyman. To contact him. Somehow he promoted himself from nerd apprentice. I saw he did promote himself. I'm not sure. We didn't vote on this. I don't legally recognize it. Okay, good. Nor I. The nerd apprentice law. (laughs) It's very high handed of him. Yeah, pretty soon he's going to think he's in the nerd union. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) That's some bullshit. (laughs) All right, let's fucking get on it. Let's see what this fucking guy has to say nerd apprentice what's going on man hey not too much you <laughs> good how the hell are you 
painting Pretty some good. models here or what? Actually, yeah, I was just painting uh, more guests right now. More guests? What happened to the Dark Elves? Get them all done for uh, uh, Screw City, then you're done with them? <laughs> just working on getting some models painted up for uh, December for a little tournament in Appleton. And I wanted to try the Undead Legion, so I'm trying to finish up a few models before then. So. Yeah, that's right. You're a fucking painted animal. After North Star going straight to friggin' Nagash. Yep. <laughs> must not have done too good at North Star. You're uh, no, some heat I, now? I, <laughs> I didn't do too bad um, for having something that's a little bit different than what most people take for Dark Elves. Yeah, so, for sure. Uh, I haven't seen big units of Black so, Guard like that for a long time. Yeah. How'd you, <laughs> how'd you do that? Pretty cool. Uh, I believe. I had three losses, one win, and a draw. And my last game it was a draw just because we were we both knew that we weren't really going to go anywhere. So we just kind of ended it a little early and had a friendly game. Um, the first day, first day I didn't do so hot. Uh, but I ended up playing a, a Dark Elf player the second, second round. And he had everything I didn't have. In dark health. Give you some tips. So. Take you under his wing. For a... uh, I no, really. figured out a few things. He had witch elves and a blood cauldron, so that's probably be the next project for them is mm-hmm. building a unit of that. Remember the name of that guy? No, I don't remember the name of like any of them. <laughs> no, okay. Well, I played a, a dark elf chap last round. That's what I was wondering if we played the same guy or not. So okay, yeah, second tournament, right? Mm-hmm. Turkeys. Yep. Second one. Yeah. So you're all in it now? You're fucking moving moving on to the VC? The Undead Legion? Yeah, just for a bit. I'm not, I'm not sure if it'll be a play my tournaments anytime soon for me, but uh, we'll see how they go with this little one. And maybe maybe I could play them the, for the Holy Wars, but right now... I might stick with the Dark Elves for that and just try a few new things yeah. with those. I'm not sure what the rules are, if you'll actually be able to use them or not. If, if you want to use Nagash, yeah. I'm not totally sure on that. But Yeah, so you had a couple games uh, with Nagash. How did those go? Uh, well, the first one was terrible. I played Jared, mm-hmm. and he <laughs> got into combat with Nagash the second turn with his Brett Lord. Uh, and I, I think I, I could see I this is going. Him. Yeah, I haven't played him for a little while, so I forgot that his Brett Lord has heroic killing blow. Oh, here we go. So, <laughs> uh, we both managed to kill each other that first round of combat. He managed to pull one heroic killing blow, um, rolled a six on that wound, mm-hmm. and took down the gosh. I failed my ward save. And armor save for that. And, uh, but then I, you know, six attacks back at strength seven, just kind of demolished yeah, his lord. So his lord died mind. at the same time. Like uh, so the game kind of, kind of ended up in a loss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he was trying to take the head off the model, but yeah. I wouldn't let him. Well, you had a second game against Butch, and I saw right before I left, looked like he had his big mm-hmm. plague bear box, got into Nagash. And it looked like they won combat by six or something. And then, so he took four wounds, and then I left after that. So what happened? Because I think you pulled around, I, did you? Yeah, I, I got him. I think I 
gave him at least one wound back. Um, but he held there for a while. Uh, so I ended up winning against him because I just kept summoning up units and enough stuff to take care of his chaff. Mm-hmm. So he kind of ended it. And, you know, it was a it was a fun game. So it was a good. It was a, the better of the two games with Nagash. <laughs> cool. Yeah, well, I'm keen to give it a give it a try. See how to play against them. I want to play just a a game with like my regular list that I've just been using, which I, yeah, it's probably gonna be pretty rough. And then probably a list that if I was going to a tournament where I knew that Nagash was gonna be there, probably uh, probably the list that I would take. Um, just because, well, not just Nagash. Now you have Carl Franz, who's like a super killer, mm-hmm. and then the latest stuff with the. Uh, have you seen the Malekith rules? Yeah, you out? can get the 800, 850 point and a thousand point. Yeah, so he's like the same way. So you have to be able to, you know, I guess have something in your arsenal, to be able to take out these mm-hmm. fucking ridiculous characters if if you want to play in an event like that. So, um, yeah, well, let's get I, some games. I don't... I don't know if there'll be too many Malekith models on the table, though. That is a god-awful model, and they are not updating yeah. it. <laughs> so. That's true. That's true. But I figured you'd be adding one. You got the dark, less of the Dark Elves already. Yeah, I'm, I might or might uh, convert one from the current Black Dragon model, because that's a, a lot more current. Yeah. And there's some, there's some ways you can, I think you could do a much better... Malekith on a black dragon in the old model. The the rider model itself is pretty cool, I think. It's not terrible. It's very. It doesn't. It doesn't match any of the new stuff at all. So it's. It it wouldn't. It would look a little goofy in my army, just because everything I have is the new models. I don't have it, and even I have uh, the bolt throwers. Those are converted to match the new stuff. So I would definitely have to work a lot. What did you do to the bolt I'm, throwers? I'm making them with um, What's the difference? Those are, the the difference on those, the the bolt thrower itself is pretty much the same, um, but I updated the bolts. Those bolts that were on it were about half the size of a spear, mm-hmm. and so I ended up using spare spears, spare spears, uh, to spare spears. replace the bolts, spare spears, and uh, the chariot crew made a nice um, bolt thrower crew. Mm. So I used the, the chariot crew to, cool. to give them the crew, because otherwise it's the old models. And... Yeah, interesting. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, you seem totally pumped about the end time stuff. Are you going to be building more undead stuff after these uh, Morgaths here? What's next in the queue? Um, there's, I don't think there's too much. I don't really have a lot left to paint for the undead. I might look at the list more and, and look at the Tomb Kings list and think about bringing some of that stuff into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but now with the Kane book coming out, it's kind of rekindled my interest in the Dark Elves. So I, I got a Tree Man model that I just wanted to paint one up, but I'm starting to work on him so I can add him into the army just to <laughs> add some stuff. So we'll figure out how to make him a little bit more Dark Elfy. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll see because maybe maybe the next one will have to be a Malekith model. So, uh, okay, man, fucking cool. If you uh, if you want to bounce some ideas off me or something, I'd be glad to help mm-hmm. you figure that shit out for sure. So, yeah, three different lists to choose from, so there's a lot, a lot to think about. Yeah, there's some weird synergies going on there for sure. So, mm-hmm. okay, dude. 
Well, we'll fucking talk to you later. Okay, thanks for calling. Yep. Bye. Alright, bye. So that was the freaking nerd apprentice. Yep, that was him, all right. Not journeyman. <laughs> not in the nerd union. <laughs> just, just like a probate for nerds. Yeah, nerd. he's like on Sons of Anarchy, one of the prospects. You know? Yeah. Yep, he's a nerd probate. Like he could. <laughs> Andrew could get killed before the end of this season. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Rogers, what's wrong with you? Somebody. <laughs> It's going to take a couple bullets. <laughs> Most and likely going to be a prospect. You don't want to be one of us. <laughs> Since we write the show, <laughs> we know who has to go. Yeah. So anyways, let's fucking, uh, let's scoot on down the yeah the hobby road here. <laughs> All right. We got some hidden hobby dollars. I mean, uh, <laughs> cheap hobby ass segment. <laughs> John, it's hidden hobby dollars. I don't know why you do this every time. God damn it. Well, we got a good one this time. All right, what is this? I'm serious. This one is a pretty good deal. As I mentioned earlier, I'll get you that World of Ice and Fire, John. Two bucks. Two bucks. I've got a code for Audible. You're going to go to the show notes if you want in on this. Okay. And it'll give you three months of the Audible Gold membership for $2 a month. So you get... What if I've already had a membership? Um, I think you might still be able to do it. I'll try it and see if I it just works. did it on... I made Kelly get the membership, so yeah. I haven't tried it for myself yet. Um, but yeah, so you get... If you're a gold member of Audible, you get a free audiobook each month for sure. Okay. And then you get you know, discounts on the other stuff. So you get three audiobooks for six bucks, which is as good as it's going to get. That's yeah, that's pretty solid. Awesome deal. So yeah, that Ice and Fire book, that's 29 bucks. Got it for two. Nice. Listening to that. And it's pretty easy to do. I mean, you'd log in with your Amazon info and then what do you whatever you have for Amazon for payment just carries over. Yeah. So you just do a couple of clicks and it's like boom, you're sure. done. So yeah, that expires December tenth. So this is a one time only hidden hobby dollars offer. Mm. Go to the Point Hammered website or the Bastards website. You're gonna click to the show notes regardless. Head down to that little audible link. Okay. It's gonna have the code that you have to put in on there. All right. And then you click through and you got within five minutes you have your first audiobook for two bucks and then in two more months you'll have two more books score that's pretty awesome yeah that's a fucking good deal uh for sure so and doing that will also help out the podcast keep us going yeah which is important and cheers to everybody who has been supporting this shit because there's been money coming in Mm -hmm. and it's fucking nice yeah i got lots of money going out (laughs) (laughs) awesome all right that's the cheap ass segment well, let's fucking reiterate the question of the month. Yeah. We want to hear about your failed hobby projects. Or the ideas that never even got off the ground. Yeah. Just the cool themes that you've given up hope on ever <laughs> doing it, so you're okay with telling other people about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I feel like I got a thousand of those, but... Oh, yeah. 
be certain I've got about a hundred juicy ideas that I will be doing someday that I'm not going to be spilling the beans on. <laughs> All right. These Look, just- your, uh, your dick army. It's <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. a bunch of dicks. Bunch of fucking dicks. <laughs> I don't know. Tell me more about that. You want to hear about the dick army? <laughs> yeah. You could have like flying dicks. So you got a dick with wings. <laughs> Maybe give a, give a couple of them halos because dicks with wings and halos are pretty awesome. Okay. okay. Yeah, like miniature dicks with like eight legs, like spider dicks. Okay. <laughs> I don't think this is going anywhere. The steam is not well fleshed out. <laughs> Was that a pun? Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think that's it, man. If you guys want to get in touch with us, 601-TRY-HPBV. That's to leave a voicemail with an answer to the question. If we use it on the show, you get yourself that free Wapaka Vacation Contest entry. Not much time now. We'll be doing the drawing probably next time. Yeah, fucking hell. Insane, huh? That came around pretty yeah. quick. Super Jesus. Quick. <laughs> um, pointhammer.com pointhammer to gmail.com Twitter is at pointhammered at hammered underscore Raj you can FB us if you want yep let's go on there and unlike us <laughs> <laughs> as soon as we get enough unlikes yeah and then we can just shut it down Look, put some looking forward uh, to the day put some offensive shit on there that's fine <laughs> any pictures of your cock and balls don't send those in I've seen enough of my own cock and balls lately. Send those over the black sun. Yeah. Yeah. Any pictures of cock and balls? We want the black sun at <laughs> We're going to get those, those over to Scott as soon as we can. Yeah. It's a real cock fiend. Yeah. We're going to kick it out here with some more blood for blood. Yeah. Some fucking Boston high car. <laughs> this track's called Living in Exile. That's my bees. Noise. Suck my balls. Watch it all cast by The visions stare but they don't see me As I think about the past that I want I want